Welcome back, everyone, to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast. It's your girl, LA. I am your Six Figure Social Worker, and I am excited to be in the first day of February. Listen, I hope you really enjoyed the last podcast on who are you. Hopefully, you recognize who you are, and you're ready to move on and dominate in this field of social work. So today, I want to share with you what I um, have written down, eight steps to building self-esteem through mental restructuring. Yes, you heard me. Eight steps to building self-esteem through mental restructuring. Now, as social workers, depending on what field you're in or what area you're in, you may be um, advocating for individuals, you may be linking them to services, or you may be doing individual counseling, which is literally causing a change if you're using CBT in how an individual thinks. And oftentimes what I find is that a lot of us social workers, we're so focused on helping someone else change their thinking while neglecting the need to change our own. (laughs) Yes, yes, you heard me. We're so focused on helping individuals change their thinking, the way they view life while neglecting changing our own. And so today, I really want to share with you what I call the eight steps to building self-esteem through mental restructuring. And as you are preparing, those of you who are preparing for the um, exam, I'm telling you, whether you pass or fail, right? It is a mental process. It is a mental process. And so um, my girl and I, we have created a boot camp, if you will, a eight-week course in assisting individuals with preparing for the examination. Now, I share with you a couple of couple episodes ago how I ended up in um, this area or this track of my career. Whether I was going to um, pursue my PhD or get my LISW. And so, um, again, I share with you also that it, I failed the test twice before, um, finally passing. And so, um, as those of you who have been listening to the podcast, you know, I took the track of obtaining my LISW because I wasn't in a physical, um, position to bow poverty as I pursued my PhD in the um, terms of one of my mentors. (laughs) She told me that in order for me to pursue my PhD, I needed to literally vow poverty for a minute because her belief was that once I got my PhD, you know, my career was set and financials was definitely set. But um, I wasn't able to take that road. And I listened to one of my other mentors who um, took the road of obtaining her LISW um, with the S and she supervised and I literally took that track. And here I am, a licensed independent social worker, excited, I promise you, like I'm not even thinking about getting my PhD. And um, if I wanted to get my PhD, it wouldn't be to um, elevate me in the career or the or in the field of social work. It literally would be for my own personal um, desire because financially, I'm, I'm there already. 
And so, um, and I don't say that arrogantly, I'm just saying that to help you guys understand those of you who may be considering going to get your PhD or whether or not you should um, pursue your independent licensure. Okay. And so, um, again, this podcast, for those of you who are new to the podcast, this is a podcast that's designed to teach you how to make a living while you're making a difference. And as a licensed independent social worker, I promise you, if I had to do it all over again, I would absolutely hear me when I say this. I would absolutely go back into the field of social work because so many opportunities and doors open with this particular field as you dominate. Like some people just like went through school, got your, their bachelor's in, they're um, okay with working for someone else. But when you start looking at the gaps in the services, and this is what I want you to really focus on um, today, right? So wherever you may be in your career, if you're working for someone else, I want you to literally start being sensitive to the gaps in services. Instead of getting frustrated, irritated about what the agency may not be doing or may be doing, start looking at the gaps and seeing how you can fill in those gaps. Whether you introduce programs to your current agency or whether you create programs on your own, don't shut out the opportunity to be creative in the field. You hear me? Do not shut out the opportunity to be creative in the field. And I, it reminds me of a story. Um, I hired a gentleman and his focus was on um, young adults. And he was focusing on helping individuals or young adults who had been in the criminal justice system understand that they were more than a statistic. And so at the agency, he created a group. And once he left, he was able to create his own LLC, more than a statistic. And so I'm saying that was a young man who had a desire to um, meet the needs of young adults between the ages of 18 and 24. And he literally, first of all, created a group. And then he took that title, that name, and created his own LLC. And so that was an individual who was thinking outside the box. And right now he's doing very well helping other individuals um, in the field. And so I'm really excited about what he's doing. But I shared that um, example with you because I want you to make sure you do not allow the agency that you're working for, the position that you're currently in to kill your vision to kill your dream. And when I hear about individuals with a social work degree who is unsatisfied or dissatisfied, what I hear is an individual who is ill-informed or uninformed. You understand? Because if you really understood the advantages that you have as a social worker, you would leap for joy. Well, maybe it's just me. Okay. Maybe it's just me. I'm not going to put all of my, you know, my um, experiences and joys and wonders (laughs) on you. But listen, listen, my experience did not start off like this. Like I had to work for an agency, work underneath uh, individuals who didn't even have the credentials that I had. 
um, work under individual uh, individual who didn't even have the experience that I had, and um, yet I had to maintain or keep my focus. And oftentimes I would ask myself or remind myself of why I got started. Did I get started because I was looking for friends? Absolutely not. Did I get started because I wanted individuals to like me? Absolutely not. I got started because I knew that there would be people like I was who felt hopeless, who had no one to speak up for them, who had no guidance and no sense of direction. And so I refused to allow individuals who may have been over me at the time to cause me to forget my purpose or my mission in this field of social work. And many of you, under the sound of my voice, you may be currently in a situation where you're ready to throw in the towel simply because you're working for someone who don't recognize or doesn't recognize what you bring to the table. You may be working with or underneath someone who does not value the population that you guys serve. And I'm saying to you, wait it out. Like literally, I had to wait it out. And ultimately, I outlasted the individual who had been um, making my job a lot harder, you know, at least in my perception. Um, And so I'm saying to you, outlast it. Don't give up and keep your vision in front of you. Keep your why in front of you. And I believe that the eight steps that I'm going to share with you today will help you keep your vision and your goal in front of you. Number one, when we're talking about building self-esteem through mental restructuring, number one, stop listening to your inner critic. Your inner critic. You know, that that voice that says that you don't know what you're doing or that you made a mistake. Um, you, maybe you're not meeting productivity. Stop listening to your inner critic. Because the more you focus on what you're not doing right, you make more and more mistakes. So when the inner critic begins to talk to you, I want you to talk back to that inner critic with compassion. Let that inner critic know that you realize that you're human and that you're not perfect. So number one, stop listening to the inner critic. Number two, refocus your motivation. Like remind yourself of your why, of your goal. Remind yourself because sometimes we can get so caught up in the day in and day out of our responsibilities that we forget our why. We get so caught up in building somebody else's dream that we forget our own. So number two, refocus your motivation and remind yourself of your why. Number three, start appreciating yourself. Because listen, I promise you, I graduated with my master's degree in 2009. And here it is, 2020. And I promise you, I don't wait for someone else to appreciate me. In this season, I go where I'm appreciated and where I'm tolerated, not where, oh, I said that wrong. I go where I'm appreciated, not where I'm tolerated. Okay, yes, I wanted to make sure I said that right. Because oftentimes we find ourselves seeking approval from individuals who may not ever give it to us. So number three, start appreciating yourself. 
And number four, say no to perfectionism. Say no to perfectionism. Trying to be perfect will ruin your day. It will cause you to either meet miss deadlines or it will cause you undue stress. Just do what you need to do, right? Be persistent and be focused on what you need to do. But perfectionism, throw it out the door. So that's number four. Say no to perfectionism and get started. Because when you're trying to be perfect, every I need to be dotted and every T need to be crossed. But I'm going to tell you, as an entrepreneur, sometimes you have to put the cart before the horse. I'm telling you, because sometimes the finances are not going to line up. Sometimes the people are not going to line up. I'm an individual who believes that if you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. So I'm saying to you guys today, start building and watch them come. Number five, get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. Some of you are allowing your comfort zone to hinder you from pursuing your passion. Yep. See, your comfort zone is knowing that if you work a 40-hour work week, you're going to get paid. You're going to get a check. See, it's uncomfortable to start that business, to leap out and jump out there and start that business, not knowing if you're going to be successful. So you stay in the comfort of knowing that I'm going to slave getting paid 40 hours a week, even though I know I may work 60, even though I may work 70. But because I refuse to get out of my comfort zone, I stay right there in that space, allowing my dreams to die while other people's dreams live on. So that's number five, get out of, your, out of your comfort zone. Number six, cope with failures in a positive way. Cope with failures in a positive way. This is why this is important. Because if you don't cope with your failures in a positive way, you will not get out of your comfort zone. See, you will stay comfortable in your discomfort. You will be cool because a lot of us stay at jobs even though we're not comfortable there because it's comfortable for us. And so I'm saying to you, cope with your failures in a positive way. Recognize that you're not perfect. Recognize that you're going to make mistakes, but you're going to learn from every mistake that you make. That's number six. Number seven. Ah, this is amazing. Number seven. Get rid of toxic relationships. People, listen, dynamic social workers, hear me when I say this. It is imperative that you get rid of toxic relationships because toxic relationships are designed to distract you from your purpose. It's designed to distract you from your goals. You must get rid of toxic relationships that's personal as well as business personal as well as business get rid of it I promise you if you have not met an insecure individual that is in a position you haven't seen anything yet because there's nothing like an insecure person with power They are in position to make your life miserable. I'm just saying, you guys, I promise you, 
over the years, I have experienced a lot. And I promise you, I, I have learned from every experience, some things what to do and others what not to do. I've learned how not to treat other people based on how I was treated. And so when I tell you the importance of getting rid of toxic relationships, hear me when I tell you. I promise you, toxic relationships will push you out of your comfort zone. Yes, toxic relationships will push you out of your comfort zone. So that's number seven. Get rid of toxic relationships. And number eight, stop comparing yourself. Stop comparing yourself. When you compare yourself with someone else, that is definition of a fool. No pun intended, no disrespect. But listen, I'm saying that because it's important for you to recognize that you alone are worthy of your own attention and affection. So many times we look for other people to show us attention and give us affection, to love us when we neglect to love ourselves. We're so busy looking at what someone else has, the position someone else has, maybe the relationships that, that someone else has. How about this? Maybe the even the confidence that someone else has. And I'm saying to you, Stop comparing yourself because you are in a lane all by yourself. The goal is to develop you, to create the person that you were destined to be. And as you do that, because sometimes you guys, we won't have a blueprint. We will not have a, I did not have a blueprint. And so the things that I'm sharing with you are practical principles that goals no matter who you are. And so this, the principles that I share is not about you being like me. The principles that I share is universal. So that means you can use it on every level, whether you're a social worker or whether you're an individual trying to get out of a stuck place. You hear that? So the principles that I share with you on this podcast is universal. So it's not about whether you come and do what Lashana is doing. No, it's about how can I take what Lashana is sharing so I can be the best version of me in the field that I have expertise? How can I be the best version of me in this field of social work? How can I bloom where I'm planted? See, I'm in Ohio. Someone else listening to this can be in New Zealand, England. Somebody else can be in Canada. Somebody else can be in California. So at the end of the day, different things, you know, laws and regulations are different depending on what state we're in. But at the end of the day, there's some basic principles that are un- that's universal. And that's what I share with you on this podcast, teaching you how to make a living while you're making a difference, to think outside the box and not allow yourself to forget who you are. That's the goal. That's the design of this podcast. And hopefully I am being successful in doing that. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in to this podcast today. Again, I'm your girl. I'm L.A., your six-figure social worker. And my goal in this podcast is designed to teach you how to make a living 
while you're making a difference. Again, I share with you on this podcast, eight steps to building self-esteem through mental restructuring. You may have to listen to this podcast over and over and over again, because in order for us to mentally reconstruct our mind, it takes practice. It takes practice. And when we want to replace an old habit, we have to begin with new habits, which take practice. Practice, my love, practice. And so again, thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to sharing more with you on this podcast. Leave a comment. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if there's anything in particular that you would like. Again, those of you who are struggling and preparing for the examination, reach out. We have tools and and, and, um, programs that's designed to help you master the test. All right, keep living. And I look forward to sharing with you on the next episode.